Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Gwen Drager. So we've done things a bit differently today, and there's still opportunity. If you go, wait a minute, I didn't get a chance to say what I wanted to say. There's still opportunity. Amen. I wanted to just share a few thoughts before we come together in communion today. It's such a great time to think about, A, what God has done, and to remember the greatest gift that was ever given was Jesus Christ. And so often when we think about that as believers, we forget or we, we kind of just go on with other things. We want to learn about some deep things, perhaps about the four, you know, horsemen of the apocalypse and all those things. And, and when we, you know, and what did that really mean in Genesis? You know, we get, we get tangled in things. The, the seals and the thunders and, and what did this, what was the deeper meaning and we still don't really get it about the blood of Jesus. Yeah, we, we'd like to live that promise out where we actually begin to live where the power of the blood of Jesus is working. And that we get it, that he's not bringing it up against us anymore. And so I wanted to give you a couple of scriptures about how God is great at forgetting stuff. And it's just you. I've talked about the, the power of that before, and I've mentioned it. I've mentioned that the only one who remembers is you. But do we really know that God's forgetting the right stuff? So we know that. It's what it tells us. Let's look at Psalm 103, and then we'll look at one in the New Testament. Because we wouldn't think, oh, well, it's just the Old Testament. That was before the cross, and then you're going to erase that part. You know, we're funny, you know, we got to figure it all out. Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul. You should remember that part. All that is within me. That's the part we're working on still. <laughs> oh, look, you're waking up. Amen. All that's within me, not the little part you left behind at home and wish you were in bed. Amen. <clears throat> bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget not all his benefits. So I want to remind you this morning that there's some benefits we need to recall. What are the benefits that keep you anchored? I, I love my kids sometimes in life. Honestly, I've done things for my children, haven't we all? Yeah. We've done things. But we don't want to get to the place where we're doing it for someone. It's a danger zone. There, there, there's a balance in that. You see, if I'm just doing it to impress somebody, oh, um, I'll, I'll do this because I know someone needs it, we're leaning on the wrong thing. And it may work for a while, and you may have some results, but they won't be eternal results. When we put our emphasis and our weight on Jesus, it changes everything. And now we'll have an eternal harvest, an eternal result, and that's what we want to get to. We want to remember that the benefits of God are eternal. And it's not just something so, well, this is just a ticket to heaven. That's not what his eternal benefits are about. His eternal benefits begin the second you let him in your life. And actually, he's probably working a little bit before that. <laughs> and so as we allow Jesus to come in and change our heart, now some of those things begin to, to activate. And we've got the ability to live here and live well. 
And living well isn't just about, you know, praying all the time, like I talked about at the beginning. Living well is about enjoying what God has given here on the earth, enjoying our time, loving each other. And, and it's not always super spiritual. If it was, children couldn't love Jesus because they wouldn't know how to be super spiritual. You know, children are children. They'll sing, and then they'll turn around and slap each other. That's what children do. You know, one moment, they're, everybody's happy. The next second, they're fighting. When you, like, what? Why are you doing that? You were, two seconds ago, you're going, I love you. And to the brothers and sisters, or the sisters, we love you. And the next thing you know, they're pulling each other's hair. Now, we can see it with children, but guess what, big children? I love you. I really do. We want eternal results. And as we allow Jesus to change our hearts, <laughs> some of these things get better. <laughs> Anxiety can show up in a lot of ways. Amen. Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all? Who heals all? I can tell you many times I've had to come back here. Yes, I believe that part of living in his benefits is living in a divine health where we didn't have to, you know, be begging God every day sort of thing for just to get through because of pain or some other thing that's harming our body or perhaps our mind. That is part of living in his benefits. There is a place where faith can rise in you for that, where you don't feel pain every day. It is absolutely a promise from God. Absolutely. Now, I understand there may be days where you do feel pain. And that's when you get out these words and you say, I'm not going to forget his benefits. Jesus died for this. I don't have to be in pain. I, I, I don't. Mm, 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 mm. And and recently, I you know, uh, working on getting fit. And a couple of times I've done this. I've overdone and like, yeah. And the pain of that wasn't good. It wasn't the right kind of healing pain. <laughs> And, and I said, Lord, I was stupid. <laughs> Sorry, I know the children aren't supposed to say that word. But I just, I was a fool and I overdid it. And I, you know, and in my foolishness, please help me, God. <laughs> you know, I need a healing where I have overdone my shoulder or something. And God's so good. He's so good. And he's taking care of that. I was sharing with somebody yesterday when I heard that in my family, I have a history in their DNA of having a cataracts. And so everybody I know, my grandmas on both sides, they had cataracts. My parents had cataracts. My brother's already had his done, and he's only six. Well, he had them done at 62. And, and so when I went to the eye doctor, and I said, well, I heard all this going down. I started praying before I ever had them. And I said, Lord, I have your DNA in my body. I've got the blood of Jesus speaking on my behalf. And it says, I'm whole. I don't have to have cataracts. That, you know, it doesn't matter that that was that. I'm not receiving that. I'm not receiving arthritis that's tried to come in my family. Did I have it yet? No, but I'm standing against it. It's not the DNA of Jesus Christ. So when I talk about healing all the diseases, I'm not waiting for disease to come my way. I'm standing in the word now, believing is healing now. Because it's a whole lot easier to believe when I'm not in pain. I don't want to learn later. Because when you're in pain, it's very difficult to focus on the word of God. I had those times. And, and so I went to the eye doctor and he said, you know, for a lady of your age, that's my favorite part. You have abs not even a shadow of a cataract forming. Amen. Praise the Lord. 
God's good. And I, I give him praise for that all the time. There was a time when a doctor came to me with a bad report uh, about cancer uh, of the cervix. And my mother had had cancer of the cervix. And so they're always, you know, wanting to look for that because it was in the, you know. And uh, they wanted to do an operation the next day, called me in. So I saw him on the Monday. He said, we've already booked the operation for tomorrow. I said, I'm not coming. <laughs> and uh, that was a bit of an argument with him. He pleaded with me for some length of time, and I told him I wasn't coming. I was going to believe God I needed some time. And uh, afterwards, I had a, we had another child. So obviously, I didn't have that operation. <laughs> and I never, that was, it's not that I didn't go through some pain. I've, there were days when it was very bad. But I've, I've, I'm whole. Amen. Amen. So the doctors come out with all kinds of different reports that are outside of what the word says. Sometimes people look at me, oh, oh Pastor, your life is so blessed. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Some of these things didn't happen while I was a pastor, but I believe the word of God. So it's not, oh, well, you're, the reason it worked for you then bring it up in the Gospels, because none of those people were born again that Jesus healed. In fact, some of them were downright miserable people. Well, you know, maybe that's why he spat in someone's eye. I don't know. I didn't ask. Maybe I will. I've never been told by the Holy Ghost to spit in the mud and make it and throw it at somebody either. I'm hoping he doesn't ask me. If he did, I would, but so far we're good, you know, <laughs> whatever the way the Lord tells you to work. But I, I, I look at this, it's so good. And there's so many voices coming in from the world that will tell you the other. Rely on the doctors. I'm not saying doctors are bad. We're grateful for what they can do, but it's always in a, what, what did you say? It always has a limitation. It's got an expiry date. It's, it's going to run out. God is not going to run out of healing power. Amen. Amen. He's not going to run out. You didn't use your, I haven't used my allotment. <laughs> Amen. More than enough. Down in verse 11, it says, for as the heaven is high above the earth. And sometimes we forget how great our God is. We try to bring him down to our level to relate to him. Right? Oh, I can see him now. He looks like you, and he looks like you, and he kind of does. Because God's in me. He looks like me. Yeah. It looks like you. He's in you, so he looks like that. Yeah. I'm all, every one of us is a part of what God looks like. But that's not, and, but we don't want to bring him down here. Yeah. We want to make sure we get lifted up there. Amen? So as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. And I am grateful for his mercy for all the days I didn't do what I was supposed to. Children, be grateful for mercy. <laughs> All God's children, amen. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. So when Jesus takes our sin and he washes it away, he's not looking at it. He's not remembering it. He's not recalling it. He's not, he's not saying, all right, that's it. You know, that's, there's an expiry date on the blood of Jesus in your life. And that's it. Time's up. Now we're going to go back and we're going to rehearse that matter. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Doesn't work that way. Find, find the book of Hebrews. I'm looking. Hebrews comes after all the T's. Praise the Lord. Hebrews chapter 10. 
And I'm starting in verse 16. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I'll put my laws into their hearts. And what we've been hearing this morning about testimony is where it's got in our heart. It's not just something we quote. It's not just something of make-believe. It's not a fancy story. If it was, we would run out. You know, stories always run out. Fantasy comes to an end. It has an expiry date. Fantasy and imagination always have an expiry date. But the word of the Lord does not. And, and it's not a fancy fable. It's been going on 2,000 and, well, thousands of years now, <laughs> both from Genesis up, because God was working then too. And it still works. And God still is healing people. He's still loving people. He's still forgiving people. And it's a work that's done in the heart. That's why our heads have trouble with it. He says, I'll, I'll put my law into their heart. And then they're in their minds, I'll write them. And can you see that heart to mind transition? That heart to mind? When it gets written here, no one can change what you believe in here. No one can change that. That place that you know that you know that you know God's fixed your heart. There's nothing that can touch that. And then, and then he says, oh, I'm going to fix your head, praise the Lord. <laughs> I'm glad he fixes my head. He helps me think better. He helps me think better about myself and others. It's really hard to think right about someone else if you don't think right about yourself. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. As a teenager in the Salvation Army, we sang a lot of hymns, but this was my favorite. And it was a newer of the hymns, if that can I can say it that way. It wasn't from the 1800s. <laughs> it was a little newer than that, maybe 50 years. So it was still the early 1900s when this was written. And it says, have we not known it? Have we not heard it? Power unto God belongs. Yet do we daily find in his mercy themes for the sweetest songs, healing the wounded, raising the fallen, making the blind to see, saying to all who seek his face, these precious words of redeeming grace. And it was always so, this part was always like, had this, you know, kind of melodic, whatever. And because I was playing in the band, cornet, um, because we didn't have trumpets in our Salvation Army, everybody was, it was somber, and the music was soft. And then we'd come to the chorus, and my brother played in the band, he played a euphonium. And this is where it had all kinds of big bottom end sound of the hymn. And everybody would stand up on their feet in the, in the church, and we'd shout out these words, no more. No more. He remembers sin no more. They are pardoned forever. And he will never bring them up against me anymore. I'll hear no more of the evil days of yore. I'm a pardoned offender. And he remembers them no more. And we would get up and we would shout it out. And the music was loud and boisterous. And we'd yell and march around the church. This is the truth of God. No more. No more. He remembers sin no more. We're the only ones doing that to ourselves. Now, there's a time in testimony we say, you know, I, I did some really things that were not good. And Jesus forgave me. That's the, that's the point of the testimony. That's the point of overcoming. And when we come to the communion table, this table is not just about no more sin. It's about living out the truth that he, he put in our heart. 
It's about that great remembrance. You sent Jesus. It changed my life forever. You know, money. I did drugs too for a while. And I, 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 I never done, have done anything not in excess. <laughs> I've always been one end of the pole or the other. <laughs> and I'm really glad for God's saving grace. And he doesn't hold it against me. And he's not waiting for me to fail. He's looking out and saying, go for it. Those days when you feel like, can I get up one more time in the middle of all these things, the pressures of life? Absolutely. I find my strength in him. I find strength in recalling how good he has been and I know he will be. There's so much that comes forth in me. Should disease come knocking at my door, I have a few things to say. I remember. Right? That words that you, in that wonderful song. I remember what he's done for me. I remember how he touched me. I remember how he healed me. And not just healed me, but set me free. I remember the freedom. I remember the bondage. It wasn't good, but I sure remember freedom better. I don't go back and go, oh, the chains. of it, They were chains. Yes, it was bad. Yes, I felt horrible. But boy, do I feel better free. Yeah. And I remember great freedom. I remember not hating myself anymore. I remember that God loved me so much. He helped me love me. Some of us need that. We need to love who God made us. He doesn't make garbage. He doesn't make failures. He makes people with purpose. People who can get up. People with a plan to go forward. People with hearts. And, he, and then he puts someone else's heart on yours and says, go and tell them how good he's been to you. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 or you can write to us at Unit 2A, 13139 80th Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3W3B1.